Welcome to the Who We Become podcast. I'm Andrea Carl, your host. This podcast is about leaning into discomfort, practicing vulnerability, standing in empowerment, and holding space. These principles will help you put yourself first, speak up, stand tall, and maintain the best version of yourself. Welcome. Let's get into this episode. Hey, hey, welcome back. I am Andrea, your host, and this is the Who We Become podcast. I'm so excited for you to be here because the things I'm going to be talking about today, I think are really important, and that is being sure of ourselves. Do you, to your core, in your very soul, know who you are and know what you stand for? I have been navigating this for a while now, and I still am, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of trial and error when it comes to this. There is a lot of experiences that we can take and learn more about ourselves, get to know ourselves better. It's funny, when we have interest in another person, we're so eager to get to know that person, but do we know ourselves first, right? It's like, when you start dating or you're out in the dating world or or something and you want to know about that person and then sometimes you can get carried away and be like, oh yeah, I really like that too. Oh, I love that food. But it's like, do you or are you just saying that because that person likes it? Are you doing it because of other people? Or are you doing it for you? Are you doing it because of yourself? Are you on purpose for you? And you know, It's like when I was a teenager, tried to be cool with the nicest sneakers and keeping up with the trendiest music. And, you know, like yesterday, one of my friends was saying that she was laughing at herself because she was obsessed with Lil Wayne, the rapper, as a teenager. And I was like, oh, man, I was I was super into his music, too. Why? I we a hundred percent of that was not relatable to me as a teenage girl in Texas. Like what in high school? Come on, be real. But as a teenager, it was like, oh, this is what's hot right now. And I'm going to learn every single lyric. I put all his albums on repeat and I learned and I rehearsed in my truck. (laughs) And, you know, then there were times where, of course, I knew what I wanted to do and nothing was going to stop me. Like when I enlisted in the Air Force, I told my parents what I was going to do, where I was going to be going. I didn't ask them for permission, not because I was turning 18 and it was up to me which direction of my life I wanted to go in, but really because I was confident in it. And I was I was like, this is what I think is for me. This is the best decision for me. When I had my first kid overseas, I was 19, 20 years old. And I didn't want any pain meds, anything like that. And I remember there was a moment when I was in labor and it was getting closer and closer to my son being born. And one of the staff members said, you know, you've been in labor for a really long time. I was in labor for over 24 hours at this point. And she suggested that I would get some type of pain relief because she wasn't sure that I was going to have the endurance to keep going. 
she had good intentions, but I knew deep down that that wasn't the best decision for me and my baby. And it gave me a strong sense of empowerment, but I was still very young, stationed overseas, still had a lot of FOMO, fear of missing out when it came to people from work getting together, going out to eat or having a party or, you know, things like that. And then, you know, three years later, I have my my next kid. It was a home birth. And a lot of people were asking me, why would you choose that? Are you crazy? Why would you want to put yourself through that pain? The thing was, I was already familiar with it and it wasn't their decision to make. It wasn't their journey to walk. And I was so sure of myself because one, I had already basically done it, just not at home. And I had done my research. If they didn't know what I know, how could they understand? How could they see it from my perspective? Especially if a man was telling me, like, why would you want to have your baby like that? Am I going to listen to him? No. So there was comments from men, obviously, but there was also women and they just didn't understand. And it was because they had their own experiences and they knew what they have gone through. They didn't know what I had gone through. And I stood strong in those convictions and I have no regrets, not just because everything turned out amazing, but because I had done my research and I knew deep down that that was best for me. I knew that if I was in a hospital setting in the U.S., I was probably going to end up having words with somebody because of telling me how to have my child, knowing what I knew about the benefits of a home birth versus the obstacles in a hospital and trying to speak up and keep your rights intact, basically. I didn't want to deal with the risk of obstetric abuse. And then because of that, I learned about being a doula. I became a doula, started supporting women in their birth and labors. And that was deep work. I learned so much about myself. I started to learn more. I started to become really okay with going against the grain with not the mainstream. I was also into like crystals and stuff. I really like crystals. I don't collect them like I used to, but they're really pretty. And some of them have helped me with certain like health things. And not everybody is into crystals. Like if you go to a mainstream event, social gathering, and there's vendors selling stuff, you're not always going to see crystals. At least at the time you did it. Now you may see them more often. But basically, I was not afraid of, I didn't care what people thought about those decisions that I made for myself or my family because that was my path. And so you know, when when you're making a decision, when you're going out and you're getting a certain job or taking a career path, when you are starting a business, if you are going to therapy and somebody questions you, are you going to let them get in the way of that? Are you going to allow them to influence you to change your mind? Are you going to let their doubt creep in and then 
affect your decision. Because we have our self-doubt and then there's other people's doubt. And maybe they have doubt in what you're doing because they can't imagine themselves doing what you're doing. Maybe they wish that they had the huevos, the backbone to do what you're deciding to do. Whatever that may be, you have a favorite pair of sneakers, a favorite band t-shirt that you wear all the time. You don't care because it's your favorite. They're the most comfortable. It's like a security blanket or it goes with everything else that you have in your closet. I used to have a Prince t-shirt because I love Prince and his music and I would wear it a lot. My boyfriend even made a comment once and was like, um, yeah, babe, you wear that shirt a lot. And I was like, oh, I love this shirt. It's super comfor- comfortable. It's soft. And it's Prince. Like, what is there not to love? <laughs> I wore the shirt for me, not for anybody else. And I wore the hell out of that shirt, y'all. I don't have it anymore because I cleared out my closet. But um, I'm a big declutterer. I love to declutter and try to be as minimalist as I can within means and within my sanity. But um, I miss that shirt. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So, yeah, not everyone's going to understand why you are who you are and why you do what you do or why you go wherever you go or maybe even why you hang out with whoever you hang out with. I got a job after I got out of the military and was a doula for a little while, I got a job as a housekeeper. I was cleaning toilets. I was mopping floors. I was dusting blinds and shutters. And you know what? There was times where I thought, why the heck am I doing this? And then I would tell myself, no, you know what? This is temporary income until I have a better opportunity And there's nothing wrong with this. I wasn't above it. And then when I showed up to that job and I started getting to know the my coworkers and other people who worked there, and then they learned about like my background. Um, I was the very first veteran to ever be hired at this establishment. And there were ladies there who had been cleaning for years. I mean, like that was their career. And they're looking at me like, look, you have all these skills. You know how to do this and that why are you here with us cleaning houses and I was like look this is this is temporary this is so that my bills can get paid and I ended up learning a lot about myself in that job too I ended up making mistakes and I ended up loving it, believe it or not. You know why? Because it was a job where I didn't really have to think. I just knew exactly what I was going to be doing, how I was going to be doing it. It didn't require very much effort except for the physical. And I loved it because it was like a break, like a mental break. And then shortly after that came the big, the bigger, better opportunity If you've listened to my episode about high maintenance, I talk about this job interview. It was my first job interview. Never had a job interview ever. No experience practicing, anything like that. And I nailed it. I got the job. The next day they called me, made me an offer. And guess what? I showed up to that job, excited, ready to learn, confident. I was myself. And... 
things were things were going well. And you know, I am somebody who doesn't mind talking to other people. I can be very extroverted. I began to talk to other people in the office and you know, I'm a people person. I I can very much be a people person. And I short I quickly realized that I was valued more as an employee and way less as a person, which it wasn't it wasn't my job to prove who I am to somebody or why I was why I had a right to be there, but there were times where I was singled out because I showed up authentically as myself. I wasn't afraid to take up space. I was good at my job. I picked up this job very quickly. All of the things that I had to learn, I picked up everything quickly. I mean, less than the typical 90-day training period, I pretty much had everything down. And I started to feel unwelcome when I would show up at this place. And I wasn't the only one. But then what happened was I started to be unsure of myself. I started to doubt myself a little bit because I started letting someone else's opinions of me and their words that were thrown at me to get to me. I started to let things get under my skin. It started to stress me out. I started getting anxiety. I started becoming so bothered by the pettiest things. And then I became bothered that I was bothered. (laughs) Has that ever happened to you? Because I tell you what, when that happens to me, then I'm just even, it's like this vicious cycle where I'm just like, okay, well now I'm just annoyed that I'm annoyed in the first place. Why, why am I letting that get to me? Because I know better. And at this point, I had already done a lot of deep work. You know, I had joined the online sisterhood, the global sisterhood with Erica Kramer, the queen of confidence. And I had done a lot of work and I had learned so much about myself. So why was I getting caught up in this drama at the office? And why was I seeking acceptance from someone else? Why did I start to feel the need to prove myself? Because I started losing track of who I was. I got so caught up in wanting to be the best and being better than myself and standing out amongst my peers that I started to lose track of who I was. And I'm not proud of myself for that. But you know what? The thing is that when it comes to confidence, empowerment, change, growth, it's not easy and life is going to throw even more lessons and tests towards us. So, of course, I had done all this deep work. And what happens when you level up in a video game or a competition, you reach the next round? It gets harder and harder. And that's just your test to see how well you can apply everything that you've learned. And I feel like it took me way too damn long to realize that shit at that job when I was at that office. But you know what? I ended up leaving that job. Well, I didn't leave it. They they got rid of a bunch of us, but I came out okay. I survived. It was not the end of the world because someone didn't like me for who I am, because someone didn't 
wasn't aligned with my values of integrity and with my value of authenticity. And I'm okay with that. I had to learn that place taught me that it is okay to be around people and to still be in a professional environment with people who don't care for you or how you are or maybe your style, whatever it is, that is okay. Who cares if someone doesn't like your favorite pair of shoes? Who cares if someone doesn't like the same music as you? Who cares if someone doesn't approve of your entrepreneur job? And who cares if you go back to school and somebody thinks that you're never going to make it? Do it for you. You know, it's, it takes a lot, but it, the more that we practice it, the better we get at it. I've even been questioned about my parenting, not speaking my kids, talking to my kids about my feelings, talking to them in a calmer manner, breaking that cycle of what I grew up with and not always doing the exact same things. Yes, I'm holding the same values, but the style, the parenting style is very different. And I've been questioned by outside parties that are unfamiliar, but it's because they're not in my shoes. And, you know, in the long run, to me, it's worth it for me and my kids, for our relationship. It's worth it to do the hard work, to step out of this comfort zone, to step in this space that I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm winging parenting, y'all, and I'm sure y'all are too, for those of you that are parents. But I'm learning as I go. And I'm forgiving myself when I make mistakes or if I hurt my kids' feelings. My kids are really good at calling me out on my own shit. And then I have to be like, oh, okay, what, what's going on? Who? <laughs> Why am I doing this again? Because they, they just give me these wake-up calls where I'm like, okay, Andrea, you need to work on this. And I'm very grateful for that. Man, these kids, I love them. I love them so much. But my point in bringing that up with my kids is that when you get to choose who you are and you don't ask anyone else for permission, then others see that. And then you're going to end up attracting that in the people around you or attract newer people that are the same way. Or you can inspire someone to do the same and take up space unapologetically. So for me, a big reason why I do it is not just because of myself, not just because of the little girl that had no self-esteem because of the 25-year-old, the 27-year-old that had very low self-esteem and was miserable in her marriage. I'm also doing it for my kids because they're learning. It's spilling over into them. And, you know, in the end, I really don't have any regrets because I've, I've, I always end up coming back to myself and reminding myself, you know what? Don't stray away from your values. Be, be you and be you for you, whoever you are. Be proud of that, you know? So that's, it's so important, y'all, this work, because when we're fake, I mean, people can sense that too. You don't want that. You definitely don't want 
people in your life that are not authentic or being honest when you are, right? We talk about vulnerability, being vulnerable and sharing emotions or thoughts, having rough or difficult conversations. And you can't expect anyone else to give you that if you're not putting that out, you know, reciprocation. So I just want to encourage you to take up space unapologetically and remember who you are. If someone is trying to maybe manipulate you or persuade you into doing something that you're not comfortable with, maybe it's some type of risk and you're not ready to take that risk or that is 100% against what you stand for, whatever it may be. You can take all the time in the world that you need to and then take whatever leap you're doing. Are you jumping in this direction? Are you going left or are you going right? Whatever that is for you. So yeah, that's what I got for you today. Be sure of yourself. It's okay if you're doing things differently because what works for you may not be working for somebody else and vice versa. We know that. But if you needed the reminder, this is your reminder and it's okay. All right, you got this. So with that, I hope you have a great day, night, weekend, week, whatever time of day or year you're listening to this. We're almost two weeks into January right now. And it's exciting because I feel like the air is lighter. Um, it's, it's cold over here. in Florida for us, but it's nice. I'm really soaking it in and loving it before the summer comes back. But anyway, thank you so much for listening and I will see you on the next episode. This is Who We Become podcast.